Hi everyone and welcome to Teeth and Tales. I'm your host Dr. Shadi Manucheri and today's episode is a slightly different episode. Uh, this is a solo episode and we have no guests. It is just me and I'll be answering some of your questions. I recently took to Instagram stories to ask you Uh, to ask me questions to cover for this podcast episode and there were a lot of questions and amongst those were lots of recurring questions so I've picked the top most commonly asked questions and I'll be covering those in this episode. So in this episode I talk about um, how to deal with failure and comparison to others in a highly competitive field I also talk about the reasons why I chose dentistry and my tips to aspiring dentists and also recently qualified dentists. Some of the questions you asked me were also what makes me happiest, advice I would give to my younger self and how I'm handling life currently in view of everything that's going on. I am so excited to announce that this episode is very kindly sponsored by Enlighten. You may have seen me rave about them on my social media channels. I always get so many questions about teeth whitening, which brand I recommend and how I personally whiten my teeth. And the answer to all those questions is Enlighten. What's really special about Enlighten is that they guarantee a B1 shade. For those of you that don't know, B1 is the brightest natural shade of teeth that we have. And the greatest thing is that there are no dietary or lifestyle changes with Enlighten. So you can continue to drink your coffee and still whiten your teeth, which was the big selling point for me personally. For more information about Enlighten, please check out my social media channels. And now without further ado, let's get into the episode. So the first question I'll be answering is, a very very important question in my opinion and it is something that I've personally struggled with in the past and I still do occasionally and I know that it's a cause for concern for a lot of people and that is how to deal with failure or a fear of failure. I will say that if you want to avoid failing at anything in life there is one very simple solution and that is to not do anything at all whatsoever. So that's obviously impossible but I think To be honest, if you want to get anywhere in life, if you want to do anything, achieve anything worth achieving, um, you have to put yourself out there and you have to be prepared to fail because you will inevitably fail. And I don't think failure should be seen as a negative thing. I think in order to understand what you need to do or what you should do, you must first understand what not to do. And that is really, really important. And I spoke to Payman Langarudi on the Dental Leaders podcast about this topic recently, about a very difficult job that I went through um, last year, this time last year. And we spoke about how actually that job taught me everything I need to know about what not to do. Now, a lot of people might see that as, as a failure, but I actually think that's a crucial step in the path to success. And if you speak with anybody who you define as successful, you will find that they've had hardships, they've had struggles throughout their journey and, you know, no ride is smooth, essentially. And I think in today's world, it's very easy to see people on social media who lead a perfect life, whether it's a professional life or 
personal life and just take that at face value but actually we have no idea about what they've been through to get there and you know for every achievement that people have there might be tens there might be hundreds there might be loads of failures that they've had but obviously we don't see that and I know on social media there is a recent focus on showing the real side of life and not just having this highlight reel um, because it's been affecting a lot of people it's been affecting everyone's pretty much everyone's mental health status um, to just show this very highlighted very curated um, representation of their life that's not real but I think when you're on there it can feel like it's real so I think the most important thing we can do is not see failure as a negative thing, just see it as getting one step closer to where you want to be. And like I said, if you learn what not to do, then next time you will know what to do. And that was certainly the case with me and, and this job from hell that I had is that I, I was miserable at the time. It wasn't anything that I imagined it would be. And I was so upset and I would see people living their dream life doing their dream job and I was just so upset because I I thought that I'd failed in you know getting my dream job um but actually that job taught me so much and now you know it was actually at that job that I decided to start my social media journey and that's led to some wonderful wonderful things for me already so it it is leading somewhere you know you might not see it at the time if you are in a situation that's not ideal, that you see as a failure. Um, you don't know what that holds in store for you. You don't know what the future holds. So see it as a positive, see it as a step to getting to where you want to be and understanding what you need to do. This next question is also very important in my opinion and it is how to stop comparing yourself to others especially in a highly competitive field like dentistry and I will say that actually I struggled with this I still sometimes struggle with this but I feel like I almost had an epiphany at one point um, and I realized that actually there is literally no point comparing yourself to others because who are you going to compare yourself to? You know, say we speak, let's use vanity metrics on social media as an example, right? So say you have 10 followers, who are you going to compare yourself to? Someone who has 100 followers, someone who has 1000 followers, or someone who has a million followers, someone who has 10 million followers, there is no end to it. There will always be somebody who has more followers than you there's always going to be somebody who gets more likes there's always going to be somebody who's making more money than you it is never ending so whatever vanity metric or whatever outcome you want to compare there's always going to be someone who's got more and who's doing more than you so it is literally pointless because if you're going to sit there and compare yourself to others you're going to be very busy for a very long time you're just going to sit there and compare yourself to everybody else and you're not really going to do anything you're just going to end up being sad and that's not good for anybody but I will say that I used to do this um you know when I started my social media journey for example uh, of course, you're going to compare yourself to others and it's always, always going to be an upward comparison. You're very rarely going to compare yourself to those who you perceive as doing less than you being less than you, right? And this is all subjective, by the way. So it is based on your definition of what you want to achieve, what you want to compare yourself to. And that will differ from person to person. 
right? So pretty early on, I realized that actually, if I was going to sit there and compare myself to others, I'll be really busy doing really pointless things, right? I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to get anywhere by doing that. What I decided to do instead is I decided to use that as an advantage. And what I mean by that is I used comparison to motivate myself, right? So if I look at somebody else, for example, I will say, okay, this person is doing really, really well. I wish them well. I'm so happy for them. And it shows me that it is possible, right? That if this person has achieved it, I can achieve it as well. I just need to work hard and also use it to collaborate with them. For example, with social media, early on, I could have just sat there and just been sad about people that are doing better than me, doing more than me, people who have more followers than me. Or I could have used that to my advantage and asked them to collaborate with me, for example, by being guests on the podcast, by doing various projects with them and use that to my advantage, right? Use their followers to my advantage and just collaborate. And that's why I'm always willing and open to collaborate with others. Um, And, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing if you use that to your advantage and use it in a positive way rather than a negative way. But I will say that it's not easy and it does take some practice and you're still always going to have moments where you slip from that. You're going to have moments where you're going to be sad sitting on social media, you're going to be stressed sitting on social media and you're going to get upset. And the way I know it and I notice this is if I'm sat on social media and I see somebody who's doing really, really well, yes, I wish them well, but I think your instinct is always to question yourself and say, why am I not doing well? And then when I'm really stressed, I start comparing people to each other. So I'll say, this person has 10,000 followers, but this person has 100,000 followers. Look, they're doing so well. So that's how I know I'm super stressed and I need to go and have a cup of tea and relax and just get off social media. So recognize when you are doing it, Don't put yourself down for it because it's human nature. It will happen. Just aim to use it in a positive way and use it to your advantage. So this next question is probably my favorite question and that is the advice I would give to my younger self. Now, there is a lot I would tell my younger self, but probably the number one advice would be to not stress. And I know that's a very big advice and a very big task, and it's not necessarily always possible, but I think it was when I started doing my A-levels that I started to stress a lot. I started to stress about getting the right uh, exam results. I started to stress about getting into dentistry in the right uni, and then, then it was to pass my exams, graduate, get the right job. And it's just been never ending since then. And what I've learned through experiences, I would say recent experiences actually, is that regardless of how much you stress about a situation, that doesn't necessarily stop bad things from happening. And what I mean by that is when you stress, you kind of spend a lot of time worrying about something that may not even happen, right? And I I remember I used to do this during VT when I just qualified. I would look at my diary for the week and say if it was Monday and on Friday I had a very complicated root canal treatment that was booked in for three hours, I would start to stress from Monday. 
So I would be stressed all week. I would be pretty much unwell all week. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I'd just be in my little shell worrying. And actually when Friday came, that patient would have canceled and I stressed for nothing. So that pretty early on taught me not to stress about things. I mean, a, a little bit of stress sometimes is, is good because you get yourself out of bad situations, but there is a limit and you can try and minimize the risk of bad things from happening, but you can never eliminate it. And I'll give you an example. I, you may have heard me speak about my job from hell um, that I went through about this time last year, actually. And I remember before I started this job, I was stressing about all these various factors and all these things that could go wrong. And when I started this job, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. It was a horrible job. It was a horrible situation that I was in. I was mentally and physically exhausted and so, so unwell. But I dealt with it and I got through it. And actually me stressing for months in advance really didn't help me at all because I was in a bad situation and I had to deal with it and I got myself out of it. Stressing about it really didn't change anything. So I could have just enjoyed those few months in, you know, ignorant bliss. And I should have done that. And that that's how I treat situations since then, actually. I try and not stress about things um, because it's not stressing is not really going to stop bad things from happening. So that's probably the number one advice I would give to my younger self. The second point actually is ties in with our last question. And I would say stop comparing yourself to other people because everybody is different. You know, everybody has different likes, different dislikes, different personality traits, different strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, I've studied science for a very long time, obviously since school, we've done a lot of science subjects and it's like comparing yourself to other people. It's like running a trial with so many variables that are different, right? So it's not going to be a fair comparison because there are so many variables. Um, So you can't physically compare yourself to somebody else because their situation is completely different to yours. The next thing I cannot stress how important it is and that is to trust your instincts. When I went to the interview for the job from hell I had a really really bad feeling in the pit of my stomach and I remember I came home and I was so happy to be home in a very safe and warm and comfortable environment and I've never had that feeling. When I go to my current job, I am happy to be there. Yes, I mean, sometimes you don't want to be at work. You want to be at home watching Netflix in your PJs, but that's different. If you get a bad feeling in the pit of your stomach, abort mission. Do not do said thing. And that is very, very important. And I thought that I was just being difficult because it was a new situation and I don't like change, but that's not it. I if the change is good, if it's a positive environment, I thrive, I do well, I'm happy. But if it's a negative environment, it's, if it's a toxic environment, and if I, if my instincts have told me to abort mission, then that's not me being difficult, that's me having good instincts. So trust your instincts 100%, and you don't have to explain this to others if somebody asks you why you didn't take that job. You don't need to explain yourself to them. If your instincts say no, trust that instinct. So this next question is an interesting one and that's what makes me happiest. 
and we've probably covered this in other podcast episodes and even in the rest of this episode but I will say that having purpose makes me really really happy um being on a project having a task having a mission that makes me really happy and achieving things that also makes me really happy so if I do something if I work really really hard on something and I get results that makes me super happy and it keeps me motivated to keep doing more um so it's not anything that's materialistic although I think materialistic things can sometimes make give you an incentive to keep going if you have a physical reminder of your hard work I think that is a very very good thing um but what makes me happiest is probably having a purpose having a mission trying to improve trying to do better trying to learn things that makes me really happy and in my personal life it's being surrounded by my loved ones I am a bit of an introvert but around those few people that I love and trust I'm a completely different person so I do well if I'm in my little bubble of support and I'm really happy when I have people around me that I can talk to that I can share my problems with and when they tell me to not worry that makes me really happy also my job genuinely does make me happy I mean we all have good and bad days but actually I really really love my job and it's one thing when you get people to trust you with their smile and with their secrets actually a lot of people you know come and see dentists and will probably be seeing us regularly if they're having something like Invisalign and we become like friends and we talk about everything that's going on I've had a lot of people a lot of my patients open up to me and we've had a lot of tears nothing to do with my dentistry I promise but just having that relationship with patients and having them trust you turning anxious patients into regular good patients makes me really really happy if I help someone overcome their fear or their anxiety of the dentist that makes me really happy I myself am a very anxious patient I really don't like having treatment I can just about tolerate a clean a hygiene visit so I completely understand and for them to trust me with their teeth actually is is a big deal for me and and makes me really really happy and cherry on top is to go through a smile makeover journey and see the impact that that has on the patient their confidence and the way they go about their life so this next question is a very kind question from a lot of people so thank you for thinking of this but it's actually how I'm feeling about life and about everything currently and I will say that it's been a roller coaster the past year definitely for a lot of people I'm not unique in this for a lot of us it's been a lot of ups and downs I've spoken about this before and I am a very sensitive person although I may not come across it but I am very very susceptible to everything that's going on around me if there's positivity I'm happy if there's negativity I find I get affected by it very very easily and I think I am a very emotional person um, so whether that's happiness or sadness if I'm happy you can see it if I'm sad you can see it and I'm very open and transparent and you know to an extent that even my patients will will notice if I'm if I'm not being 100% myself and they will ask me if I'm okay so um, there's been a lot of ups and downs throughout this year I think 
the the silver lining or the positive things about this year has been that I, like everyone else, have realised what truly matters in life and what is important. And we've all been reminded of our own mortality, I want to say. We've been reminded that life is really, really short and everything that you have could be taken away from you uh, very quickly. And that is a very, very sad thought to think about. But actually, you can see it as a positive and you can use it to stop stressing about all the little things that you're stressing about, I guess, Whenever I'm worried that my filling didn't look 100% like I wanted it to, I, I look at everything that's going on and I realise just how small and insignificant that worry in my head is. I've also been trying to do a lot of work on my own mental health, focusing on positive psychology and trying to understand why we are the way that we are, why we think the things that we think. And I think this is a very, very deep concept and the work that is done in terms of mindfulness and the practices that you have to do every day it's it's very complex complex and and definitely not easy but i think they're really really effective even if you just understand why you're thinking negative thoughts i think that's the first step in trying to overcome them so i've been trying to do a lot of work on that to almost normalize my negative thoughts that i have because we're going through something that's very unique um you know, we're not going to be happy about it. There's a lot of bad news surrounding us and, and to be happy is a very, very difficult task. But I think I'll settle for just not being sad and just being neutral. So I think I've been doing a lot of work to try and normalize being upset, being sad with everything that's going on, trying to recognize it when it happens and then try to move on from that so that you're not stuck in a rut. The last question I'll cover in this episode is kind of twofold. It's why dentistry and also tips for newly qualified dentists or aspiring dentists. That's going to cover a lot, but I'm sure you've heard me speak about why I chose dentistry in other episodes. I'd recommend that you check out my Dental Leaders podcast with Payman Langarudi and we spoke about why I chose dentistry in my journey to becoming a dentist in, in lots of details. But generally, as, as a brief sort of um, overview of that is I had very positive experiences as a child when I went to the dentist and I kind of my interest was sparked from there and I've always been a big fan of science and also the combination with art I'm quite creative and the combination kind of uh, of arts and science and dentistry sounded ideal for me so I did my work experience and um, I've never looked back so that's how I got into dentistry. My tips for aspiring dentists would be probably the number one important thing is to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. If you are pursuing a career in dentistry because somebody else has made you, that's probably not going to be the ideal answer, not only for doing dentistry as a subject at university, but actually practicing dentistry because it's very stressful, it's physically and mentally challenging. Um, it's a very demanding career and you kind of have to be committed to it. You have to like what you do. Um, it's still going to have negative aspects and it's still going to be stressful if you absolutely love it. So if you don't absolutely love it, your life is not going to be very pleasant if you're dedicating the rest of your life to doing something that you feel kind of so-so about. So please make sure you are doing it for the right reasons and then everything else will kind of fall into place. Um, I 
you might actually know this, I have a book on how to get into dental school that's available on Amazon and that goes through everything to do with your application, preparing for the application, what kind of requirements there are, academic requirements and also extracurriculars. So I won't go into too much detail. The next thing is probably my tips for newly qualified dentists and I still consider myself as a young dentist, as a relatively newly qualified dentist I would say. I qualified in 2015 so Uh, that's about five six years ago now so I would say that don't rush into doing things I think when I first qualified I was kind of scared of being left behind I was scared that other people were doing better and bigger things than me and whether that was with regards to getting the right VT job and then after that whether it was doing dental core training or you know if you go into practice what kind of practice do you go into do you specialize Um, there's a lot of these thoughts that will be uh, going through your mind so I would say just make sure that what you're doing is again for the right reasons don't do it because everybody else is doing it I think I struggled with this initially and that was just to do things because everybody else was doing it and I didn't want to get left behind so I did my VT and then dental core training for two years and then I went into practice and then I was kind of doubting whether I should have specialized or not um And I think understand that different people will have different priorities. So somebody might want to specialize and that is the ideal situation for them. But what works for you will be completely different to what works for everybody else. So don't let peer pressure get to you. Just define what you want from your career and try and work on that. Don't be disheartened if you go through um, stressful periods or if you have to do things that you don't necessarily like to get to the place that you want Um, but at the same time when you get to a certain stage in your career and that will be different for everybody don't be apologetic for not doing things you don't want to do and I will expand on this and say that I for example when I did my dental core training in MaxVax this will be no surprise if you've heard me talk about this that it was a very very stressful year for me and I learned a lot, but at the time, I can't say that I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy the on-calls. I didn't enjoy the weekends. I didn't enjoy the, just the intensity of the job. I was crying a lot. I was very unwell a lot of the time. So it wasn't the best time for me. And I feel like I've paid my dues. I've been through um, jobs that I didn't particularly like. So that now, whenever I come across a situation that I think is not ideal I'm not afraid to say no um, even if it seems like a good opportunity I think um, recognizing what is good for you and not being apologetic for what you want so for example I am very confident I will say in the kind of dentistry that I want to do at this stage of my career and there was a point I will say even up to a few months ago where I was open to a lot of opportunities and um, you know I would for example, take jobs that may not sound ideal initially, just because with the experience that I've been through, I know things are not always what they seem. So I will give something a chance. But I think at this stage, I'm in a position where I'm not afraid to be quite picky and say, actually, this is not what I want to do and not be afraid to walk away from it. So I think you need to get to a stage where you know exactly what you want and you're not afraid to ask for it. Um, But equally, you have to put in the hard work. You have to dedicate your time and energy to becoming the person you want to be professionally and not being scared that that's different to somebody else's definition. 
Um, so for example, uh, you know, for a lot of people working full time might be ideal. For me, I've realized that that's not the ideal situation for me. If I do dentistry five days a week, six days a week, I will be miserable and I will hate my job and I will not do good dentistry. And I've, I've realized this through experience. So working part time for me is ideal because I am able to do my job with passion and full energy. Um, and the rest of the time that I have, I'm able to dedicate to the other projects I want to do, like this podcast. Um, but that might not be the case for other people. And initially that used to put me off. I would say, you know, maybe there's something wrong with what I want to do, but there's nothing wrong. Everybody's definition of success, definition of purpose is going to be different. So recognize what yours is and don't be afraid to work hard for it. And you don't have to settle for less. So I really hope you've enjoyed that episode. I really didn't think that I would be able to do a whole episode by myself, but uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. And it was a nice kind of heart to heart. And uh, we've just covered some of the um, questions that I get asked frequently, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Shadi Manucheri to let me know what you think of the podcast and if you have any um, questions that you want me to cover in future episodes. As always, there will be a new episode every week, so please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. And I can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.